Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning. Chattanooga area. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from Sunny Daisy today. <laughs> and Rob, you're from where? I am from, I am from the lovely town of Hickson. Lovely town of Hickson. Gunner just decided to join in. He's ignored me all morning. He's decided to come here and see what the heck I'm doing this morning again. So, I've already had uh, two cats over me, and I don't know if you can see. I've got one over my shoulder right now who's uh, participating. Is that a he or a she? That's the low. The two guys are on the couch, so we've got a lot of testosterone on this couch this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is offsetting the three other female cats and the one female who's still asleep in the bed. So, sure, I understand. I understand. Uh, I think he joins you about every Saturday morning, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a he's a good boy. He he enjoys hanging out with dad. So, now is he a hunter at all? Do, do they go out in in the yard and like bring you animals? No, no, they don't bring us things. But he's a hunter. Uh, we have a laser red dot. Fortunately, it's not attached to a gun, so there's no accidents, but we have a laser uh, red dot, and uh, boy, if that laser red dot was a mouse or something, he's a hunter, and a couple of the others are too as well, but yeah, he, when that laser comes on, he goes nuts and just wants to kill it, and if we let him outside, there would be no songbirds, no chipmunks, no no nothing around, so we keep yeah, him the- indoors. Cats, uh, if you really want to, if you want to see what a cat can do, I'm, I'm talking a big cat, the mountain lions, the bobcats, or whatever. Just watch a, a domestic cat. Oh yeah, they're mm-hmm. stealthy. Oh yeah, and you know, it freaked me out a few years ago where uh, I did a little test. Uh, I've got a camo snuggie. It's camo colored. You know, just the old style, like. Duck Hunter camo. You remember that from like the seventies, the old you Duck said a Hunter camo, camo. What? Snuggy, like a blanket. You said that on the air. You said that on this air. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got a snuggy. Camo snuggy. Yeah, I got a snuggy. It's like a oh. little blanket. God, that would coupled with cats. Are people are really going to start wondering about you? <laughs> no, they are. They're already do. But anyway, um, <laughs> our calicos and our our uh, tortoise shell decided to make that their home one day. And I thought, why are these cats so oddly colored? They got such, you know, spots, you know, all this other stuff. They laid down and daggum disappeared on that camo snuggie. They were invisible. And I was thinking, okay, if they're outdoors, I'd never see that cat whatsoever. It's the solid cats you actually see. The ones that are multicolored just blend in really, really good, just like bobcats, pumas, cougars, and all the other animals that are you know, a little bit off-colored, so I guess there's a method to the madness of of the color evolution. So yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. But uh, yeah, interesting. Now Gunner's gone back to bed, so he's given up on me already. So. 
already? <laughs> We're not yeah. even five minutes in. Oh, I know. He's he's had all he wants. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm afraid he'll be back more times, and he'll be like, "All right, Rob, I got to take him out. You got to." <laughs> I don't know what it is. We could be. It's raining. Yep. I have yep. opened the window so I can actually hear the the uh, the rain again. And, uh, and he, um, yeah, it's like he wants to go out when it's raining. Not when it's not. Not when it stops. But now I want to well, go out. He- He's a retriever, and isn't he a water dog as well? Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, there's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't quite understand that I'm not a water guy like he is. <laughs> your coat is not as uh, as, as oiled up as, as his and will no, shed not, water. not nearly as repellent. Yeah. The um, lot of lot going on, and uh, really want to hear from the turkey hunters today. Um. Our harvest is huge, and uh, and so there's a lot of discussions everywhere about the harvest that's happening right now in Tennessee. Uh, it's about 50% up. Um, so what does that mean? I think that, that means a lot of more people in the woods. Well, it does, but are there implications that, that – we as turkey hunters should be um i guess concerned about Hmm. i don't know um do you want me to run over the turkey numbers real quick well i mean we can uh and that's fine go ahead but i am i am curious what people think from the standpoint of the numbers are you know we're up 50 percent Statewide, uh, this year, there have been 24,631 turkeys taken. Uh, Last year, the same time period, 14,667 turkeys were taken, an increase of 9,964 turkeys. Region 2 is leading with the total numbers of turkeys statewide with 9,399. Region 4 is number 2 with 5,177 turkeys. Region 1 is number 3, with 5,091 turkeys. And Region 3, our region, is fourth out of the four regions, with 4,971 turkeys. Hamilton County has had 229 turkeys taken. Bledsoe, 157. Bradley, 188. Grundy, 168. Marion, 288. McMinn, 273, Meggs, 183, Monroe, 280, Polk, 89, Ray, 207, and Sequatchie, 149 turkeys. That is your foul report this morning. So what do you take? What's your take on that, that many, that many birds? I think a lot more people have time off. Okay. And I think people are looking to fill their freezers, and they are taking advantage of our great natural resources here in Tennessee. And I think that a lot of people this time of year normally would have to take vacation, but uh, maybe they're allowed to work from home and they get more work done than they thought and can take a couple hours and go out into the woods. Uh, Maybe they decide to skip the morning they don't have a conference call or a Zoom call or whatever everybody's doing right now. Uh, 
and they can get out there and do a little bit of hunting. And it's a social distancing practice. So I think a lot more people are getting out because they're they're with the shutdown. I think they're able to get out more. That's entire speculation. If I'm wrong, give us a call two six seven one zero two three and let me know how I'm wrong. Because no, I'm think, probably uh, wrong. I mean, I think that's. Um, I mean, I think all that's valid, uh, and the there's a lot of I guess comments or talk about the fact that uh, hunter hunter activity is up. Uh, you got no sports going on. So all the things that normally drag us away from uh, getting outdoors, going to kids' stuff, doing and all that's that. That's where I was going next. Yeah, all the uh, Little League games and soccer and whatever else is going on this time of year. So that's that's gone. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you have kids that don't do all that activity, so they're doing they're hunting more. I was talking to several people that said uh, their their kids' friends are very involved in hunting this year when they haven't been before. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, I think also part of it is um, I think our new tagging system too. Okay, I can We've see that. Got, we got a new rule that says you got to tag it before you take it. Tag before you drag, and uh, you know, uh, you can speculate all you want about how many people would not tag their turkey till they got home, and then when, lo and behold, they didn't get stopped on the way home, so they oh man, I just kind of forgot to tag it. Sorry. I wonder Whoops, how many a Daisy. Did... Whoops. Oops, how a Daisy. People did that. Yep. So, I think there's a lot of things that could be factoring in, uh, but you still got to wonder what does that mean to the to the um, overall turkey population. Well, I think also, um, I think it's the the time. I, I don't know what to call it, except for like lack of time management. You don't have, like you said, you don't have to be at the kids' little league games. You don't have to take somebody to ballet practice or whatever the case is. And I think that's really encouraging a lot more people to get out. And I think, you know, hopefully some of these parents are also getting out and teaching their kids about environmental science and biology by taking them turkey hunting and saying, okay, you know, you're out in the woods. Ooh, look, that tree has bloomed out from last week. That's a late blooming tree as opposed to an early blooming tree. And you can walk through the woods and say, oh, look, this is, look at these flowers that are blooming up and et cetera and so on and make the whole hunt an environmental science lesson. So just a thought. That's true. Uh, I'm not quite as, I get, what's the word I'm looking for? Magnanimous as you? I don't think they're doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that, you know, that's fine. The well, other I mean, thing. The other thing I mean, is, you're going to see uh, a lot of kids come back from. You're going to see a lot of kids when school gets back. What I did during my COVID vacation, I turkey hunted, and they're going to have to give a report on turkey hunting or, you know, something like that. What did I learn? Well, I learned that you know turkeys, when you make this box call, they come in, and then you get to shoot them. There so. you go. So anyway, 
I don't know. I think it, I think it's interesting. It'd be uh, mm-hmm. it'd be great to, to. I'd love to hear what people think because uh, I can tell you, as a wildlife commissioner, mm-hmm. I have been worn out by people giving me turkey opinions. I know our listeners will have some turkey opinions. I hope if so. They're going, if they're going, I mean, the rain's supposed to stop this morning, right? Yes, yes. It should stop uh, probably, I think I saw about 8 or 9 o'clock, but uh, if you can paddle out to your turkey land, good luck, because, boy, did we have the rain earlier this week. Yep, absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's go pay a bill, and when we come back, we will continue this turkey discussion, and I hope that our listeners will call in and talk about it as well. We'll be right back. Shut up the dog, stare at the water. I'll say when, hold on, y'all wait. Get them boys, boom, 12 gauge. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging leaves Saturday morning. A little bit damp. I tell you what, uh, and I think we'd be remiss, Rob, if we didn't mention uh, last weekend we had, uh, you know, and we, we mentioned this because a lot of people, uh, there, there's several people that listen to our show that are not from here. Chattanooga had some horrible, horrible tornadoes come through on Sunday night. And I didn't know this until uh, yesterday, but our former producer who does our podcasting um, production, uh, Gene Lovin, uh, actually lives in Holly Hills, which was whoa not exactly um, spared by the tornado. Yeah, right? Definitely not. Uh, he's fine. Uh, okay, good. Doesn't have power. Um, had some damage to the house, but nothing significant compared to his neighbors. So he was he was very happy and blessed, and 
Uh, but yeah, I had no idea because he just he sent me a text and said, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to get the podcast anytime soon." And then he told me, "I'm like, uh, yeah, not a biggie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can that uh, in comparison to house or podcast, yeah, that, you can put that on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got very fortunate. Uh, my I still own my childhood home, which is over in East Brainerd, and was pretty much at about the start of the tornadoes. And, uh, it, it was, it's amazing. We had, um, uh, one, two, three, four trees fall and every one of them missed the house. Thank God. Uh, don't know how that happened. Missed everything. Missed the boat, missed the vehicles, missed trailers, uh, missed everything. It was crazy. Uh, minor damage and, uh, absolutely, you know. In the grand scheme of things, nothing. And just our next door neighbor, uh, who's been there for 30 years, uh, and understand this house is, I moved into this house when I was three. So that's how long I've had it. Uh, or my parents have had it, and now I have it. But uh, our next door neighbor lost half her house, all of her cars, uh, and she's about a hundred feet from our house. So, I mean, it's just, it's the randomness of a tornado is just amazing. No, oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I know at least two people, uh, personally that, uh, have lost their homes and by lost, I mean, it's, it has ceased to be, it was, you know, just flattened. It, the house right. was raised. And, um, I know a couple people here in Chattanooga that that happened to, but I also know, um, Saw a lot of my friends uh, on Facebook, you know, they were posting, hey, have Chainsaw Will Travel. And to see the step up of the community to help others in a time of need, even during this, you know, pandemic, there were people out there running saws. Um, I know a really good friend of mine uh, got in his truck that morning, had, uh, I think he said he bought three red gallon canisters of gasoline had oil and was just driving through neighborhoods, helping people that he may or may not have known. Uh, well, it turns out he didn't know anybody, but he just started going through cutting stuff and, and seeing, seeing the, the help that comes from the community by just, you know, somebody stepping up with a chainsaw and that makes life a little bit better. And then you got the, you know, all the other groups that come in, the Red Cross, the churches and uh everybody coming in and helping out our local community cuz those the tornado that hit was absolutely devastating. And it really uh, was. I'm going to go on a little rant if you don't mind. Uh Tony and I talked about this earlier. Uh the next morning, well actually not even the next morning, it was well into the early hours of the next morning. I, my phone started blowing up, and I was getting texts, Facebook messages, uh, Facebook posts from groups. You know, you know, roll call. Is everybody okay? What do you need? And seeing that on Facebook and social media, uh, I was getting texts from people. Hey, you okay over there? You know, how's Deb? You know, we're good. You know, no damage here. We had rain. Uh, we had some seepage into our apartment, but that's you know whole you know. On the grand scheme of things, like you said, minor, you know, just let it dry out and turn on a ceiling fan. But uh, it was it was really good to see that social media for a few for about a day was really concerned about what was going on. And I appreciated all the messages that everybody sent me. 
and uh, it was really nice to see. I got text messages about one o'clock in the morning. Hey, everybody okay? You know, from local people just checking up on me. And uh, I thought that was really, really great. And, and that, to me, that's the positive side of social media. Everybody's, you know, there's always the dark side where, you know, you have trolls and people being mean and, and making snarky comments. But for a few hours, at least here in Chattanooga, social media was looking out for everybody else. So I thought it was really great. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, a lot of people stepped up to, to help. And uh, and if you if you haven't seen some of the video footage, you can easily look for it because it's uh, it was amazing. It was uh, not not actually that far from the, the last one that came through uh, in 2011 or 12. 11. Yeah, so uh, I'm about I'm about over tornadoes personally. Yeah, I am too. Aunt Gidget was very uh, concerned that we were near it, so uh, Deborah posted and uh, told Aunt Gidget we were fine, and Aunt Gidget wanted to know exactly how far away the tornadoes were, and uh, we gave her a little map that she would understand uh, having sure. since she's been down here. But uh, wanted to let Aunt you know Aunt Gidget Aunt Gidget posted, you know, are y'all okay? Was watching the news and. She texted us and wanted to make sure we were all right. So, um, and a few other Rob Jeeves texted me from uh, New York and uh, wanted to make sure I was okay. So, I, our our tornado made the national news, but uh, oh yeah, and it I mean it was uh, it was significant. So it was it was majorly significant. So and unfortunately didn't have I, I I've kind of waffled on this. Everybody said, well, we didn't have much notice. We didn't have much notice, and I'm like. They were talking about it all day, mm-hmm. um, but I think the part that we didn't have much notice, everything they were kind of saying was kind of like south of Chattanooga, and suddenly, it's, boom, it's on top of us. Right. Uh, and I think that was the part that kind of caught people off guard. But I'm surprised with this, the fact that it hit at, what, 1130 at night, roughly? Uh, maybe a little bit later, but yeah. Okay. maybe It was very, very late. I know. I was on the phone at 1245 with Kyle. Who was trying to get to our neighbor to make sure she was okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, it was uh, it, it was late at night. People were asleep, and and uh, but luckily there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of loss of life. True, all things so. considered, true. I was just surprised we didn't get the. Uh, a lot of times we get the you know thunderstorm warning for your area, or I didn't. I had no phone alerts from any of the uh either from the government or from any of the weather now do you have a weather radio um no yes no if you if you had one you would answer quicker come on now no i do have one but it's a a walkie-talkie and has the weather radio station on it that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the one that stays plugged in and goes off when there's a storm no i do not have that one why not uh, You're an outdoorsman, and you don't have something like that. No, I do not. I do not. And I, you need to I invest. Probably should get one uh, because I had plenty of warning about storms. Uh, and the other thing that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, I had my TV going off. I have a weather radio that is I get get alerts mm. um, by the National Weather people. Uh, and then my alarm panel will alert me. It's tied into the national weather. 
And so, so I, there was no sleeping at my house during when all this started. I can assure Everything you. Everything was, your whole house was blinking. Everything my whole was house was alarming. Um, and I knew it wasn't close to us here, so it wasn't, you know, that kind of a deal. But I knew it was also close to East Brainerd where I grew up. So I knew a lot of people in the area and Holly Hills, which is one of the harder hit areas and not the only hard hit area, but one of the harder hit areas. I mean, most of the people I grew up with and went to high school with, I mean, there, that was a huge neighborhood that a lot of people were at. Mm-hmm. So. It was, uh, it, it was absolutely wild to see, to see on the news, the, what had happened over there on Brainerd road. I mean, telephone poles just snapped buildings demolished and, I mean, it was just amazing to see, and, and, you know, I really feel for the people that were in that area, so. All right, it's time to go pay a bill. When we come back, we will uh, uh, still, again, have we've had any calls. I don't know if people are sleeping in because of the rain. Love to hear your take on the turkey harvest being up 50% over the prior year, what your thoughts are on, on what that means and how that's going to happen to uh, affect us in the future, and love to hear all that, and well as... Is there any fishing going on, Rob? Yeah. Um, well, um, other than my trip, uh, what was it, two weeks? Well, no, it was two weeks ago to the Hiawassee uh, during a low period. Not much because all the rain we've had have, has made the rivers look like Cafe Olay. But there is opportunities. Cool. All right. We'll do all that when we come back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. The old man ran the bait shop and you doored Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Welcome back to Tony Center's Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. A little rainy, nothing bad. Temperature's not too bad. Actually, I don't even know what the temperature is. Robert? I will tell you, I was around 64 when I got up this morning. 54 and rainy. It is 54 currently and raining. Yeah. So that's what it's supposed to be. At least where I'm at, it is. So 
it's uh it is it's kind of nice to to have the the mild temperatures i think it's only going to be 63 today i would you know i could take san diego weather right oh yeah i could too in a heartbeat like low humidity and about perfect oh san diego san diego does get a little bit warm um they get i'm thinking san francisco you know you got that they uh oh no 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 no. well i mean i'm not gonna let you even say that on the air stop okay nothing about san francisco that's worth talking about well they only have a 10 degree variance per day so if it's 50 in the morning it's going to be 60 in the afternoon if it's 60 in the morning it's going to be 70 they only have a 10 degree uh variance per day and see you i tell you to quit talking and you should keep talking (laughs) let's go to keith Hey, Keith, how are you? All right, guys. I think the turkey population has just exploded over the last couple of years because, like I said, there's not been a lot of people out there hunting. Uh, I mean, I'm a truck driver, and I run three different states besides Tennessee, and, I mean, a lot of these fields that you see are just full of turkeys that, you know, where the corn or the soybeans has been harvested or whatever and i mean it's just full with turkeys and especially on the side of the road in a lot of these places there's turkeys on the side of the road and uh, like i said now you got more time plus the turkey population's had plenty of feed and and there's not been anybody out there hunting and i think it's a lot like I said uh, you know uh, with a lot of this wildlife there's just not been anybody out there hunting and the population has just exploded well, last year we had a lot of people saying, well, the, our, our turkeys are in trouble. And I will admit, the turkey population in certain parts of Tennessee are definitely down. Um, and there's a lot of discussion as to why, uh, but they are. But I, as a whole, you know, last year our harvest was up 11% over the year before. Um, and so, but this year with it being up so high, and you may be right, I mean, there's, Trust me, there's no answers because we've been asking, why is this, why is this happening? Uh, but there's definitely a, a lot lot bigger harvest happening right now. Exactly. Well, you know, like I say, and I've talked to you guys about this before, the deer, the deer population is what I want to see decrease quite a bit. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. But like I said, I, I believe the turkeys have had just a little more feed and, and not a lot of people that's been hunting. And, like, you know, just like today, I mean, our weather over the last couple of years has been hit and miss. And, I mean, if you've only got two days off, Saturday and Sunday, to get out there and hunt and it's going to rain all weekend long, you're not going hunting. Well, and I I don't disagree. I think that's part of the increase over last year is the fact, if you remember, the first two weeks of the the year last year were just floods. So uh, so we'll see. Keith, thank you so much. All right. That's, That's some really good points. Oh, definitely. Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. This morning. I um, I think I, I hunt a lot in North Georgia, plus in Kentucky, okay. and I've noticed a decline in turkey population. And okay. I don't know what it's due to. Um, some people try to say you know it's predators, but I just don't know if that's the case. Did but, you say North Georgia? Yeah. You know, with all that being said. This year, I've had one of my best seasons ever. Um, I was off the first two weeks of the season here in Georgia. You know, it opens up the third Saturday in March. 
Right. And uh, I was off those first two weeks. And that first week, two out of my three morning hunts, I harvested real nice, big, mature birds. And um, then I took my third one yesterday morning. And now I'm going and just, you know, trying to call for people and, you know, take people that's never hunted, sure. you know, like young kids out, awesome. trying to introduce them to the outdoors. And, but I know I've had a real good season, but I'm just not seeing the number of birds that I've seen in the past. Right. And okay. I just, you know, right now the University of Georgia has been doing a study and now for five years, it's going. This is the fifth year on it. And one thing they're finding out, they've said, is they don't think a lot of it is contributed to predators. And you know, some people think it's a lot of this stuff that they're spraying on fields and stuff. You know, and uh, chicken litter that's even been brought up. Right. But I, you know, I, I was kind of worried about this year because in the last few years. Where I hunt, the numbers have really been dwindling off. But, you know, I've had one of my better years. I, 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 well, a lot of it is my time. I've had more time to hunt. Sure. <laughs> you know, cause that's one thing is that I've had a lot more time. You know, just like the gentleman just said, you know, I was a weekend warrior. Right. And, uh, plus, I go to church on Sunday, so that limited my Sunday hunting to just an hour or two in the mornings. And, um but now this year I've had a lot more time to go, so that's that's probably contributed to a you know a better season for me. All right. And uh, and something I've noticed too in the last week is uh, birds aren't gobbling a lot. Right. And um, and something uh, me and a few other hunters have noticed they're coming more to uh, clucking and purring more than okay. yelping. So um, I don't know if that means a lot of hens are on you know are nesting. Right. And um, but. It's uh, like yesterday morning. It was me and uh, four gentlemen were hunting, and two of us killed uh, you know nice toms. And then another right. guy was hunting up the road from us, and he killed one. But two out of the three birds came in silent, and yep. uh, mine I've, I've he only gobbled one time. Didn't hear anything on the roost, and sure. um, he gobbled about seven thirty. But when he gobbled, he was just right there on top of me, just right over a little old rise from where I was sitting. And when he came in, there was three toms together right there and sure. and um, they seen my deets and boy they just went right for that jake and all i mean that's fixing to whip his that's fixing to whip his tail <laughs> all right mike thanks a lot man appreciate it good luck I, get getting those others all right thanks sir thank you all right and chris how you doing this morning chris hey Tony. doing good hey chris how are well, you listen to, listen to you guys talk um, ironically, I found out yesterday that you can check quota numbers for state, county, WMA on like the your game, big check app or your big game checking app. Yes. You know you yes. can see that like live time. It is now? like in real time you can check to see the harvest report. Yes. Uh, for online Correct. check-in. Yes. Correct. Anybody can. I I, figured, I found that out yesterday, and, I, and actually I spent some time looking at areas I hunt, and the numbers shocked me. Like they were really high. I thought. So. Well, we're up about fifty percent over last year. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just looking like Hamlin County had like two hundred and thirty-four birds. That right. Seems like a lot. Um, uh, so, yeah. 
you know, I think everyone's hit it. You know, people got time. When people have time, they hit the woods, you know. Um, you know, but, you know, the, the numbers, I don't know. I'm afraid with turkeys, it's going to, it's going to, there's going to be a trend like, like quail, you know, the, where I hunt, there's pretty good turkey numbers in general. Now one farm, the turkey numbers aren't that great and they're kind of coming back. But I think a lot of it has to do with everyone has got pretty properties now. You bush hog everything and turkeys need a nest, you know? Yep. And, you know, the problem with good habitat for wildlife is it's not pretty. Correct. So that's what, you know, that's what happened with the quail. You know, everyone sprays their fence line and, you know, you bush hog this and you treat weed eater that, that instead of leaving, you know, good section of uh, just just bad, you know, bad grassland or farmland or letting it turn over every now and then. So, uh, you know, I believe definitely people are seeing down numbers, um, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with nesting, but there's a lot of studies going on. Everyone's trying to figure it out. So a lot of people, a lot smarter than me, working hard at it. Yeah, we're in our, uh, I guess we're in our third year now of a study. He just mentioned Georgia's in their fifth year. Um, And and it's interesting when you start getting into the discussion on on the the what what the effect is. Um, you know, do you shoot jakes? Let me ask you that, Chris. Do you shoot jakes? No, I, I have. I, I don't generally. Um, okay. You know, the properties I get to hunt are private properties that um, we uh, we just make a a decision to not shoot jakes. Okay. So um, that you would you would be surprised how much that discussion gets brought in. Yeah, so. you know, and I I've talked a lot about it with guys, you know, just like antler restrictions and all that. And and honestly, Tony, for me personally, I don't mind the restrictions. A lot right. of guys do, uh, you know, they don't believe that they you should be able to shoot whatever you want. You know, it's brown with down. I get it. I really do. I get it. You know. Cut my yeah. teeth on public land bow hunting. That's how that's how I got you know most of my deer hunting experience as a young man, and I browned I've I've been browned down a lot right. of hunts, so right. I understand it. But as I've gotten the opportunity to hunt the same property more and more, it's right it doesn't really matter as much to me. I guess does that, does that make sure. sense? I mean, I kill enough deer already. I usually get a turkey every year, so I don't have a pressure that a lot of hunters do. I feel like you know I think. Our current hunting sports world environment is almost like there's a lot of pressure on a lot of hunters to to get a big buck or shoot that big turkey sure. or just get a turkey, you know? Well, Chris, I got to hit so a break, man. You. Thank you so much for calling in. Are you going yeah. to the woods today? Uh, I'm sitting at Uchi Refuge right now. Good deal. Good Let us know you, how sir. it goes for you, man. All right. I will. Thanks, Chris. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677.
back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We've got just a couple of minutes here before the top of the hour. We're going to come straight to the phone lines and talk to John. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, guys. Head to North Georgia to see if I can get on another bird. Uh, well, good for you. Hope you guys are, hope you guys are well. Um, I know y'all are short on time, so I'll jump right into it. The, uh, I think you guys, I think everybody's hitting on a lot of good points. One thing that I think Mike, if you think about his description of calling three long beers in together, quiet. I think one of the big dynamics you're seeing this year, there's a big crop of two-year-old birds, and there's a lot of competition. And multiple gobblers are always easier to call than a single gobbler just because of the jealousy factor. Right. Um, That's a good and point. it also, it's weird, the places I've been, it seems like the hen numbers are down. So it creates even more competition. Um yeah. Um, I think so. You, I think you think the birds are a little more aggressive um, because well, of the hens now. Aggressive in one respect. I killed a bird the other morning. Had inch and three eight spurs. I mean, he's a giant, probably four year old. But what what I'm seeing more than that is a bunch of two year olds have been whipped off the flock. And so, if you think about early season birds, they're typically hinned up. We're running into birds that aren't hinned up. They're out roaming around satellite birds. That right. are looking for hens because they've been beaten off the main flock. Gotcha. So, uh, real so quick, uh, John. I do think the, uh, the time to go, guys having time to go has got a big part of it, too, or at least picking the days you want to go, hunt the good, you know, the prime days and set out the bad days, although I'm going this morning. So. Sure. And do you shoot jakes or not? I passed up three jakes yesterday morning. I'm not okay. above it if I'm hungry. I'm Uh, John, I think we lost you. But I think what he said is, if he's hungry, he would shoot one. But yeah. unless he's, unless he's that, it's not something he's really after. So I'm thinking also, he's yeah, already heading to the turkey. I don't know if you can hear me now, but I, I passed up three dates yesterday. Okay, good deal. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Good luck this morning. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all show you. very much. Sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Mr. Roberto. We have about a minute left. Anything on the calendar? Uh, nothing, but I did get a uh, notification uh, this morning. Foot traffic for Bald River Falls Bridge is temporarily shut down due to COVID. In alignment with federal and state local guidelines, social distancing to ensure health of employees and everybody else, visitors and volunteers to the Cherokee National Forest, there will be a temporary shutdown of foot traffic at Bald River Falls on the Teleco River so if you're wanting to go look at the Teleco Bald River Falls, you're out of luck because it's shut down for traffic. All right. Well, we're going to go take the top of the hour break. I'm going to go take Gunner out, and you guys come back, and we're going to continue this turkey talk here in just a second on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back to hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. 
We are currently quarantined, so Tony is in Saudi, and I am in Hickson, Tennessee. So we appreciate everybody listening on Facebook and got lots of comments and questions, and we would appreciate any turkey hunters calling in this morning at 267-1023 to let us know how they're doing out in the woods and what they're seeing. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I definitely enjoy the turkey hunters calling in. Probably about to lose them. A lot of them are probably heading into the woods here just in a second. Yep. Uh, but uh, if you're if you're still waiting to go in there, or uh, actually had uh, somebody call me yesterday, sitting there waiting on sunrise to to start hunting. So um, sunrise is at seven o four this morning. Seven o four for the Chattanooga area. Your local times may vary. So you cannot hunt now for about another 30 minutes, mm-hmm. give or take a few. So, yeah, I'd love to hear people's thoughts. We were talking about what started it is uh, our turkey harvest is up this year. I wanted to mention something about that five-year study that uh, was it Mark called in on. Was it Mike? Um, Mike. Mike, yeah. Mike. Mike uh, mentioned the five-year study. I don't know how well that study in Georgia – I mean, I'm not faulting Georgia. This is not a slight. But we've had a historic 100-year drought. We've had two historic 100-year floods years back-to-back. So I don't know how that data is going to hash out when you've got these – extremes that you don't see you know a lot you know in a hundred years i don't know how that data is going to hash out with over a five-year period when you have three years that are entirely off the charts well you know um our the guy doing our research dr harper uh he said last year he goes i just want a normal year that's all i just want a normal year because we haven't had one no, we have not. Floods, we've had drought. He goes, I just want something normal, whatever normal Six, is. Sixteen was a drought. Seventeen was a flood. Eighteen was a flood. Nineteen, we set like some weird record, and we're on our way to set another record this year. So, I mean, it's unreal the the weather extremes that we've been having. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's talking. I've I've been watching a lot of Weather Channel obviously. Um, yeah. You know, they're saying, oh, hurricane season's coming up. I'm like, well, you know what? Tornado season's already started, so y'all are dollar short and, you know, an hour late. So, And most people I know are building arcs right now in their backyard. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, the, the the water has not been conducive, uh, especially with uh, Sunday's rain, thunderstorm, tornado event. I went around checking um, – I ended up having to go to the grocery store Thursday. This is the only time I've been out this week, and I went to the grocery store Thursday. And on my trip, um, I did social distance, but I drove over several areas that I fished to see if they were fishable, and they are not, or they weren't as of uh, last Thursday because they were still high, muddy, and fast. Um, And then I went to the grocery store, but – with this additional rain, I don't know that we really got a lot. I'd say we, you know, got six tenths of an inch or, or thereabouts somewhere in that neighborhood. But, um, I'm hoping the water levels even out, uh, all of the dams, um, all of your tail water fisheries are really flowing. So it's, it, 
it's not a good time. I mean, I hate to say this, but I got the time off, but I can't fish. So it, it you know, I guess, you know, I could run into the turkey woods, but yeah, I, I don't know that I really want to clean a turkey in the apartment. You know, that's not a conducive thing. So we'll see. But Your I'm going to try and, Oh, I'm sure they would. I mean, I get a lot. Whenever I clean fish, I get a, a lot of help. I mean, a lot of help cleaning fish. Normally, I I don't do this. You know me, Tony. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a guy who obeys the law. But normally, I want to keep one extra fish above my limit. Just throw it in the corner and sacrifice it, and let those cats eat on that while I try and clean the rest of them, because that's the only way I can get anything done. But uh, <laughs> I, oh. I gotta tell you, at the grocery store the other day, I know this is not gonna mean a lot to a lot of people, but it means a lot to me. I uh was going through the grocery store and found a mop head that I really wanted to get. So I bought a five dollar mop head and I'm going to be tying mop flies all this week. It's uh I don't know if you've ever seen the little uh mop heads that have the little like fingers on them well we cut those off and we use those for fishing flies and i found a mop head for five dollars and there's got to be like two or three years worth of of mop flies that i can use and i've been doing a ton of time my fly boxes are about to burst so apparently i need to go and buy a couple of more fly boxes to keep all the stuff that i've been tying well, that's the same philosophy I use on guns. Okay, I can see that. I can, yeah, I, I got no problem. No, I got no problem with that at all. Keep them in. Oh yeah, I helped you move a whole safe into your house. You, I mean, that, that was one of the gun boxes. No wait, I've helped you move two safes. Shh. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Two of. You only helped two. me move two. <laughs> two of two. No, as two as, of yeah, two of two. As as I've said before, I need to, uh, you know, when I needed to reduce my inventory, I just bought more room. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. My wife didn't appreciate it near as much as I did, but, you know. So, I can understand that. It is what it is. So we'll, uh, we'll just leave it at that, and hopefully she won't go back and watch Facebook Live anytime soon. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, at least at least we don't talk about stuff she's interested in. So true, true, true. true. <laughs> um, Somebody texted my wife the other day and said, "Isn't your husband on the radio?" She said, "Yeah." They said, "What station?" She goes, "I don't know. I don't listen." Oh yeah, no. Uh, if you remember, years ago, my suburban had the my show logo and the radio station and times and everything on the side, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody asked my wife the same thing, and she said, what station are you on? I said, my God, it's on the side of my Suburban that you look at every day. (laughs) So, yeah, no. Marketing is completely lost. At least on them. But, but, you know, they're really not our target audience. (laughs) Sure they are. We want everybody that hunts and fish. Well, true, true, true. Let's, uh, let's. Let's go ahead and take Don. Hey, Don, how are you? Good, guys. How are y'all? Good. Doing well, sir. Now, here's the guy who can answer hey, turkey questions. I, 
I don't know if I can answer any or not, but I do want to tell you something I saw the other day. Um, with the tornado coming, I've, I've been busy out in East Brainerd, especially at uh, Grace Baptist Church. and Right. We've been walking through their buildings and stuff, and it looks like that red iron's just twisted like a rag. But it was amazing to me the other day how all that all that carnage and all, all that mess out there, you'd walk into a classroom and there'd be a Dixie cup just sitting on a desk. I don't know how in the world that happens. I don't know how you can bend a 150 by 100 foot building, you know, just twist it up, and then there'd be just multiple Dixie cups and papers taped on the wall, and just like class was going on as usual. Yeah, it's so it's, I. It's amazing. I saw all that. I saw all that, and then the I, I mean the the next morning, but that thing coming in. Sunday night or whatever it was, Monday morning, there's two Canadian geese out there in one of those assisted living ponds, just act like life was rolling on. I'd like yes. to know, and I don't know who answers that, but I'd like to know, what happens to that wildlife? I mean, do they have that sense that something's coming? And You know, I, I've, I've always wondered, uh, because it doesn't seem like uh, that it takes too bad of a beating uh, especially in South Mississippi, where I've hunted before, you know they've had several tornadoes down there, and you can go into some of those areas unless it's just a major, major Katrina. Uh, but turkey hunting just goes on down there, and I, I don't know if anybody's even studied that. But I'd be curious they, to know they, what that wildlife. Don, does. They, the the biologists tell me that they do get out of the way. They sense it, they get out of the way, and you can see it even in your domestic animals will start behaving funny because they're not sure what it is. But, you know, they can sense those pressure changes that we don't necessarily. And right. um, but and they do get out of the way because I've actually talked to some biologists in relation to fires. And, you know, why okay. is there not a lot of uh, wildlife loss in fires? And it's because they sense it, they get out of the way. And and they literally will come in behind it after the fire goes through and start kind of rebuilding already. I mean, it's really it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that now we've seen too. that firsthand. We've done a controlled burn up here on the lease a few years ago, and it was the next morning. It was still smoldering, and it was like turkeys came from two or three counties, and they were in there milling around on the dead bugs and whatever else yep. it was. But that was we we had a thought just the opposite. Um, the biologist told us to spend our money on controlled burns versus food plots. Right. That it was just mother's mother nature's way of telling them, you know, there's food coming. Absolutely. Definitely. So guys, we're about to get out of the truck, and and I appreciate what y'all do. And Tony, I'll be calling you this week if the weather will change for us. That sounds good, man. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll be in touch. Time. See you. Bye. -bye. All right. Man, we're up to the first break. We'll uh, we'll go pay a bill. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Here come the ducks. Hit the high baller. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker camper or need clothing or shoes sportsman's warehouse has just what you need if you're looking for a firearm sportsman's warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store 
Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Compass Auctions, believe it or not. Why is that not surprising? Because you've been in the studio too many times with me doing that very same thing. Yeah. Hey, bring us back. Bring us back. I'm looking at some. All right. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yes, that would be me. Yeah. Anyway, it is you know, what it is. You know, uh, with Don's call, um, he was asking about the, you know, how wildlife senses changes Mm -hmm. same thing with fishing you get high pressure low pressure and fish either get you know they either feed erratically or they get you know real tight lipped same thing you know um even with i would say i would say lower species you know well let me not say lower but uh non-mammal species you know fish you know go deep when it gets nasty and you know when it gets real nice they you know come up or whatever the case is so you know, you know, I, I, I agree with your with your uh, information that you got from your biologist in that they sense that they know what's going on. So, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt there. Uh, they, they don't survive all these years without doing that. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's been interesting and uh, love to uh, again, we're question that we kind of started out the first hour and a lot of activity the first hour now people are kind of heading out into the woods but uh the jake the harvest is up huge about 50 percent what are your thoughts on that um ask several people if they take jakes or not uh because there's a lot of discussion about how that affects it and just what are your thoughts about turkey in in tennessee so and in the meantime, we'll talk about some of the stuff. I'm actually going to look at some of the stuff that you put in show prep, Rob, believe it or not. 
Um, if you want to look, uh, the very first story down, uh, we've got a major poaching case out of New Jersey. And by major, I mean really big if you want to hit that. Okay, that's fine. Um, during COVID response, New Jersey Conservation Police were out working, and uh, apparently these poachers didn't see them out working. So <laughs> uh, the accused were caught by the New Jersey Conservation Police officers after they returned to a private dock after all-night fishing. Basically, here are the rules. You can keep one striped bass that is 28 inches from 28 to 43, so it's a slot limit. So if it's 28, you can keep it. 29, you can keep it all the way up to 43. You can keep one fish, and you can also keep one fish over 43 inches. Okay. Well, when these guys got inspected, 66 striped bass between 13 and 24 inches were found on their boat. So they so, they missed the slot size. Yes. And so yeah, they missed the slot size. Yes, sixty-six times. They, yes, sixty-six Honestly times sick. they missed the slot limit. You are correct on that one. Uh, they were both written violations, uh, which carry a penalty of one hundred dollars per fish per violation, adding up to a potential of twelve thousand eight hundred dollars for each angler. In addition, the guys were running out there at night without navigational lights, so they were charged for unsafe operation of a vessel, operating a vessel without valid registration, failing to have appropriate safety gear and registration, and their fishing gear and other evidence were also seized, and the wildlife officers will seek forfeiture of those items for restoration so these guys are in some big trouble, and I'm not trying to be rude, but you got to know that 66 fish is way over the limit. I don't care who you are. If the limit's two and you keep 66, yeah, you should have the book thrown at you. I'm sorry. I know we're in the middle of COVID, and you know I know people want to stock up their freezers, but if the limit's two, you keep two. If you want to keep the limit, you keep two. And you do it within the guidelines of the law. You don't keep 66. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it was me, but I, I, I think these guys should, you know, I think they should have their fishing licenses revoked. For at the least for life? Well, no, I'm saying, it, I'm saying three years. I'll be, I'll be nice, three years. Okay, so why is that, softy? Well, I was—I'd say three to five years. No, I'm, I'm just asking though. Now they let's 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 make sure we're on the same page. Well, they uh, completely and utterly violated the law. True. They knew what they were doing. They didn't care. True. Well, the reason they did it I'm without lights—they even endangered true. other people. On top of that, that's true. I did not take that into consideration. All right, ten years. And the reason I say 10 years is because we had that case up in Nashville uh, twice with people keeping uh, 603 crappie, and they did not – I don't know that they lost their license. Uh, well, but now that's Tennessee, so. and, and, and I'm sorry, and I don't know what the other states are like, uh, but game law violations in Tennessee don't seem to have a lot of impact. Right. The judges don't seem to – 
often take it very seriously. Right. I agree. And, you know, and maybe I'm just being a hard ass, but when you um, knowingly violate the law, knowingly try to be subversive in the violation of that law, Mm -hmm. the intent's there. Throw the book at them, period. Okay, I'm on board with that. I'm on board. All right. I'm with you now. Uh, that's just me. I'm with you on that one. Um, let me see here. The other news I've got. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to see. Um, uh, Michigan has written 323 warnings giving to boaters violating the stay-at-home order. Uh, the Michigan DNR conservation officers issued five citations over the weekend to boaters in violation of the governor's stay-at-home order, uh, none of which involved a motorized boat because uh, uh, the governor has banned motorized boating during this time period. Yep. Um, while sailboats, canoes, kayaks are allowed uh, – Jet skis, motorboats, and other watercraft are prohibited. The citations and verbal warnings were issued. Do not include those from local law enforcement or Michigan State Police. They're saying that all boaters should stay at home, and one of the reasons they gave was because people who are driving to the lakes and rivers are buying gas, and they're putting coronavirus on the gas uh, handles. And, you know, you don't need to be doing that. That was one of their rules of logic for that one. Kayakers feel their cars on their way to the ramp or other areas, and that could spread coronavirus. Okay. That's kind of <laughs> what I said. I'm like, really? Y'all are going there. I'm not sure what kills coronavirus, but I got a really good feeling that straight gasoline, unleaded, is probably, you know, coronavirus probably ain't going to live too long. I don't know this for a fact. I'm not an epidemiologist, nor have I studied it, but I've got a feeling that straight gasoline is probably going to kill a coronavirus. And, And I'm not saying drink. I'm not saying drink it or do anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know. From a you know we're putting sixty three percent alcohol on our hands with the with the uh, all the stuff we're putting what is the the gel that we're putting on the our hands to sanitize it. So you know I'm thinking straight gasoline. It ain't gonna last long, but you know Michigan's gonna do what Michigan's gonna do. Well, there's a lot of controversy out of Michigan right now over a lot of this and. Oh yeah. There's a lot of controversy. I think this is going to be a an eye opener to a lot. There's a I mean Wolf Tiber's still closed. All right. And I, I I saw what you did and I appreciate let me go ahead and say this. If if you don't toot your own horn, it goes untooteth. But allow me to say that you stood <laughs> up. I, I I'm I'm gonna say this and I know you're my friend, but I'm gonna go ahead and say this anyway. You know that years ago I wrote to my commissioner when I first moved to Chattanooga, and I got no response from a email nor a actual written letter 
nor a phone call. I got no response from my commissioner locally, and I was a little ticked off at that past commissioner. You have been a very active commissioner, and I saw what you did, and you posted it on several forums, including the Chattanooga Fishing Forum and the Chat Life and stuff like that, where you contacted people and let them know what you had done trying to open these particular uh, ramps and areas. And, you know, the Tennessee Department of Conservation decided, uh, which oversees the parks, decided, no, we're not doing that one based on this. And you asked why, and they said, well, because. And you said, well, I need a better answer, and they never answered you. But I want to say you do fight for, and you do You fight for and you bring forth the concerns of your constituency in all of the local areas. And I know this is silly and dumb, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Thank you for doing that because you're the first commissioner uh, that has ever actually done that, that I've actually seen working for the people because the the couple commissioners that I contacted uh, when I first got here, much prior to your tenure on the board – didn't do anything, nor did they return phone calls, emails, or actual letters. So thank you right, for what I, you do. I appreciate that. And and uh, they they probably did things maybe – I mean, it's a different time. It's a little more public now than it used to be. True. So, But, True. I mean, I appreciate that. And, you know, bottom line is I still hadn't got the damn – Boat ramps open, <laughs> even though I've tried. But you tried. You tried. That's the thing. And and the thing is, you let people know you tried. Right. You didn't just ignore people's phone calls or messages or emails. You actually answered them. And to me, that's half the battle. And I, I may not like the outcome. And, you know, it, it's like I said years ago. I did not understand the Tennessee funding formula. And I was very upset years ago that I had to pay for a hunting license, which I didn't use at the time, why should I be charged for a hunting license until somebody took right. the time to explain it that the state gets more Pittman money? Right. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. If you'd explained it to me years ago, I would have been fine with it. But I wrote letters and asked, why is why is this happening? And I never got an answer. So, Well, now you I know. I, I do, and it, it's because of communication. Uh from the current commissioner so thank you sir <laughs> all right thanks okay that's enough let's move on right Tony Sanders outdoors we'll be right back are you a member of the national rifle association if not why no other organization in this country fights for your rights like the nra in the current environment our rights under the second amendment are being attacked every day While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, 
Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday, 18th of April. Turkey season is in full swing. Turkey harvest is doing really well. Fishing season is going. I hear one day the crappies are wearing it out, and then I hear next day they can't find a crappie in the water. Well, I think that's because of the water getting muddy, and we... If, I don't mind rain, but if we wouldn't get like, you know, 14 to 16 inches in one day, it'd be great. It would be helpful. Yeah. What are we supposed so, to get tomorrow? Is it supposed to be a lot? Uh, from what I've seen, it's supposed to rain the majority of the day, but I don't, I think it's going to be like one of those, I don't know how to put it, like an English drizzle, you know, like oh. all day type of, you know, type of event. Uh, let me see here. That's better than the seven inches in two hours we got the other day. True. Um, let me see here. Tomorrow, uh, it's supposed to start, uh, let me see here, 33% chance at 8, uh, 62% chance of rain at, uh, 9, and then it drops off by 3 p.m., and it should be clear after 3 p.m., so let's say 9, 9 to 3, so... You know, it, it it all depends on on wh- obviously where you're at, but then it looks clear again until Thursday or Friday. Thank you, Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's on personal note, Jesse, that actually watches Road Channel all the time. This line. Accurate and dependable forecast from Tony Sanders Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you had some uh, other things that have happened around the country. Uh, one of them was they have rescheduled the FLW terms. Has BASS rescheduled theirs yet? Um, I I have not seen it, but I'm sure that I'm pr- probably sure they have. So they have uh, uh, reconstituted the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we? What did we have? Do we have anything here from them? Did, did uh, we, I don't I don't see anything from Chickamauga. Uh, nothing from Chickamauga. Uh, there's one on April 24th, supposedly April 24th, at Gunnersville. It's been postponed till September 4th. Yeah. Um, there was one up at Percy Priest in Nashville, and it's TBA. It was scheduled for May 9th, and they've pushed that one well into the future. And then there was another one at Cumberland uh, in November, and it's been bumped till December. And also on May 16th, there was another one on the Cumberland River, um, and it's TBA. Yeah, they said they got about 10 that they have not rescheduled that that they're working on. It's not easy when you talk about, you know, canceling a whole event and rescheduling it and everything else. It's not easy oh, to yeah. reschedule it. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, especially with travel with everybody and, you know, the whole nine yards, you know, with everybody having to travel and, and, you know, get, you know, hotel rooms and stuff like that. So, all right, let's go to Sterling on line one. 
Hey, Sterling. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're wonderful. Doing well. Yourself? Well, I, I called in because um, earlier this week we went out and helped some friends who've been a victim of this tornado. And, um, you know, wanted to, there were a couple things that if I could just talk to folks who are out there wanting to volunteer to help out and who are volunteering to help out. Uh, and just folks who are concerned about those in need, uh, number one, if you could, some of the biggest things that are needed right now are probably tarps, dry blankets, sheets, and things like that to folks who and families who, uh, you know, may not have somewhere to sleep or are sleeping somewhere else temporarily. And number two, another thing that kind of grinded my gears a little bit was all the looky-loos that drive by with their phones going. You know what I mean? Let's, let's have a little bit more respect than that. And if you do want to help out and are legitimately concerned, there are tons of places that are set up as volunteer registries. If you could just go through a volunteer registry instead of trying to sneak your way in there, if you don't have a relative, you know what I mean, to, to help out legitimately or don't live in those affected areas. You know, yeah, that's, Sterling, that's, that's pretty demeaning. That's a great point. And I, I, I'd like to send another huge shout-out sarcastically to the disrespectful people flying personal drones over people's uh, property. That, um, you know, we were out there helping out, and I counted, I mean, I can't count how many private little drones that were Target right. or Walmart special that went over our heads. You know, yeah. we, we got to have a little bit more respect for our neighbors in need than we have. You know, we could do a little bit more right by them than that. Sure. Sterling, good points. Oh. Thank you so much. All right. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. You too, sir. And I, he does definitely has a good point. Um, uh, I, and I've seen it. Um, and it's, you know, let everybody just kind of put everything back together. There are ways to volunteer, to volunteer. Uh, but, you know, not everybody needs to go and look at a train wreck. All right. True. Very true. All right. Let's go to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. I have a question about fishing license. I'm getting ready to retire, being 65 years old. Um, and somebody says once you got 65 that you didn't have to have a fishing license. Is that true? No, you are incorrect. You ha you can buy a, after 65, you can buy the 65-year license, uh, and it's significantly reduced. I think it's for a year, it's, I think it's around 10 bucks, and I'm going to stall while Tony looks that up. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's typing quickly. <laughs> yeah, Tony's typing quickly, but I'm. you can buy a senior license, and it's not terribly expensive once you hit the age of 65. Now, if you want the hunting-fishing combo, I think that also drops at the age of 65. But, no, once you hit 65, yes, you still need a license. I, I can almost guarantee you that. All right, so here we go. I found it here. I'm looking for it real quick. Um, nope, we haven't found it. Let me... Uh, Jerry, let me look for this while we're in the break, and I'll come back and, and, and be more educated. Uh, oh, yeah, annual senior citizen hunt fish trap, five bucks. Wow. 
told you it was Orange County. Once you reach 65 years old. All right. Well, that, I appreciate that because uh, it didn't seem right that you just get to get it, you know, free. But hey, five dollars yeah. is pretty generous. You can get a permanent one for the rest of your life for fifty bucks. Uh, and then you can get an annual sportsman's license for a senior, and I think it's 329 That covers everything in the state. So that's kind of your options once you hit 65. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. So, Rob... Last five minutes up to you, man. Okay. <laughs> appreciate you throwing me under the bus there, buddy. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot left. No, uh, there's not a lot going on in the outdoor world. I mean, to be honest, we're, you know, I've been scraping trying to find information um, just simply because everybody's, you know, self-quarantining and, you know, people are fishing, but they're I've seen a lot of Facebook posts and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of turkeys been taken in the local area right. uh, by guys. So it's uh, great to see social media posting a lot of uh, fishing and uh, hunting pictures as well during this time period. But uh, pretty much all I've been doing is tying flies and cooking. So I've been trying to use up some of the deer meat that's in the freezer. So, you know, I got out some, uh, you know, last year I got, a, I bought a whole pig and had a lot of it done in sausage so i pulled out some uh some venison sausage it was actually really good it was it's been a while since i've had some and sorry mm-hmm. jesse i'll you know my intent was to bring it to you but they won't let me in there so i mean it sounds yep. so good right now i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. <laughs> and i have to admit uh i do enjoy the commute to the studio studio right now 
Yeah, you didn't get wet at all, did you? I didn't get wet. Uh, it took me. And, and the other thing that's kind of cool, and this is going to be hard to overcome, uh, I've changed my alarm to 4 a.m. from 3 a.m. Uh, Ditto. Ditto. And yeah, it's uh, that part of it's nice, I have to admit. It is, but um, I do miss the interaction of the studio. I, I will admit that. Now, I mean, I know we're only three weeks into this, and uh, the only things that I can see three weeks into this uh the three quarantine right is, now isn't this week five i don't know it feels like a lot longer than three weeks uh, uh well maybe four i don't i don't know i've lost track I, what day is today the 18th 18th no i meant day of the week i have Saturday. no earthly idea oh okay all right um <laughs> other than that all i know is that i need a haircut some fierce and uh my wife did offer to cut it but i'm gonna pass on that so yeah, uh, i wouldn't let i wouldn't let my wife near me with a sharp instrument either yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now, so not real sure about that one. But uh, I've been doing a lot of cooking, been posting a few photos, made uh, a hot dish last night with uh, tater tots and cheese, and it was yeah, really, it really healthy. good. Well, it didn't look healthy, but it, it tasted good for the most part, so that's all that matters. There was nothing healthy about it. Come on now. Well, it, it had meat and vegetables. There was nothing healthy about it. So let's, um, uh, yeah, maybe we need to talk a little bit about that next week, some of our, our cooking, because, I mean, everybody's cooking more than they used to be. There's got to be some outdoor cooking stuff going on out there that people, I'm getting ready to break out the smoker. I haven't smoked anything in a long time. I'm going to smoke something. I don't know what. Well, that's what we were doing so, the other day. You got a dehydrator, don't you? I do have a dehydrator. You need to make some jerky. And and I'll eat it here because there won't be anybody well, here to eat it. Well, no, I'm thinking you need to you need to make some jerky and just, you know, we'll socially distance. Just leave it on my doorknob and I'll get it later. <laughs> gotcha. Well, okay. We can work on that. We can okay. work on that. All right. Uh, everybody get out and enjoy the outdoors. Uh, if you're a turkey hunter, now's the time to get out there and turkey hunt because uh, everybody else is and their numbers are are, are doing well but uh get out there and enjoy that and social distance hike boat everything you can do just don't go to wolf teaver because they won't let you put your boat in there but i didn't say that out loud anything else robert not that i can think of enjoy the outdoors while you can all right tony sanders outdoors we will see you next week hunting fishing loving every day that's the prayer that a country boy prays. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoor.